Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This wasn't the first time we did it from L.A., was it? I think so. Since I've been back? Yeah. Yeah, when I saw you over Fourth of July weekend, it was the first time I've talked to you since you've been back. Because you got back while I was in Boston. Oh, yeah, that's right. How was your uh, trip to North Carolina for uh, the birthday? Happy birthday, Mom Forrester. It's good. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of people in one house. I'm not used to that. <laughs> like, it's, you know, that's probably normal for a lot of people. For me, it's like uh, I don't have a lot of people in my house. So, like, I I realized that I had. I mean, look, it was fine. It, it didn't bother me because I like all those people. But it was like I realized, like. <laughs> like two days in that you can't just do what you want when you want because there's you're affecting everybody else's schedule. So big learning lesson for me. Uh, no, it was good. We had a nice time. We did um, all kinds of uh, activities. So it was good. Uh, what about, uh, so you went to Myrtle Beach, I think. How was that uh, revisiting Myrtle? I mean, revisit. I we mean revisiting Myrtle. Didn't you? Uh, you've been there a few times. Yeah. yeah, but I don't like have any fond memory. You know, I don't have any history in Myrtle Beach. That's what I was. I was getting at. No, it was fine. We did. Um, we went there for a couple things because it's like the closest. It's the closest area to where my parents live. The weird thing is, we went to this. So my cousins have a, uh, my cousin has um, an RV. He lives in Raleigh. And they like rented out this, uh, they like space at a trailer park for like a, for like two weeks. And they like take it down there and they stay there for like 10 days. And um, I've never seen anything like it. There's just like RVs everywhere, and then there's houses. I took pictures of everything, so I was like, "I got, we got to write something about this place." Um, and like everybody, everybody drives golf carts around, and then um, there's like all these, like you know, there's like there's like the store, there's like I'm sure like the bar and stuff, and then there's like a um, there's a giant water park in the middle of it. That like you don't like your admission to this park. Great. 
admission to this park is, um, um, it, you know, like that, like gives you full like reign to do everything. You just got to rent a golf cart. So like, you know, he's got kids who are like teenagers, so they're pretty psyched because you imagine like you can, you're camping out and anytime you want, you can just get in a golf cart and drive on over to the water park and just go, you know, you don't need your parents to take you. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Myrtle beach is like a weird place. Well, that's the thing is I kept asking him like, you you know, you don't worry about like trouble. Is there like trouble around? And he's like, ah, I don't know. No, you know, cause he's got his kids are like good kids, but man, I, I would be so worried. There's like all kinds of shenanigans. I used to go to, when I lived in Wilmington, I used to go to Myrtle Beach all the time to go on the casino boat. I know they have a casino boat there. And uh, all I remember is just driving through Myrtle Beach. Well, I've been there a bunch of times. They have like this crab shack buffet place that's like so ghetto, which was awesome. Um, And then, I just remember like a million mini golf courses. Uh, There's a mini golf course in the, in the trailer park as well. Keep going. Sorry. There's mini golf courses like right next to each other across the street from each other. They all have like some sort of gimmick, uh, to try to bring people in. Um, yeah, I just, I know that they have bike week there which is their big thing. A lot of bikers. Uh, Must be great for the sound uh, for the residents. Uh, It's definitely not loud. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Myrtle Beach was always like this, uh, growing up like this, I always thought of it as like this really like horrible place. Um, I don't know. You know, it was fine. The places we went were, were good, you know? I don't know. Um, but, I, yeah, growing up, I always thought of it as this, like, like seedy, redneck, um, like, pier. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure that's, that's there, but uh, there's there were some other things that were, you it's know. definitely redneck. Uh, I yeah. had a friend of mine, like, made a shit ton of money on... Uh, Timeshares there. So, uh, right. if that tells you anything about Myrtle Beach, um, but anyway, yeah. uh, so Fourth of July, we got to hang for a little bit. That was fun. Um, saw some fireworks. Saw hey, wait, some- wait, going back casino and i went to boston i went to the world's or the the country's oldest restaurant okay just letting you know it's from like the 1700s so what do they serve there anything from the 1700s yeah they haven't changed cook uh they serve you like stew with a wooden spoon it's a it's it's a it's a seafood place so I did great there. Yeah, you didn't get that stew with the wooden with the wooden spoon <laughs> in a wooden bowl. <laughs> um, what were you gonna say though? 
when I was in Philly, I went to like the oldest Italian restaurant. That's great. We're just hitting up all the old spots. I kind of like it. I'm going to be honest. I like having that history around for as much as I dislike this, uh, country we're in right now. I do like the, uh, the history stuff about, you know, I, it's a weird duality. Um, I like when I was spent my time up there, I was like, I could really get used to like living here. Now the weather was perfect. It's not always going to be, you know, it's not always like that, but I was like, this is really nice up here. Yeah, uh, you get pretty cold in there in the winter. Yeah. Uh, you, you didn't have that same thought with, uh, Philadelphia. I mean, I like the fact that there's, you know, obviously in, uh, America, it's hard to find these type of history things. Because everything's like, um, yeah, it's just kind of like, we don't have that culture. You know, we don't have like Italian culture where they like keep all their, their monuments up. Everyone's like, we need to make a target here with a Starbucks. We're knocking this right. shit down. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, I didn't get to explore Philly that much, so. But I did see. It's not just the, it's not just the history. It's like the people. Like, you know, I, I was talking to somebody about this. They're talking about how the, their problem when they, live in, when they live in California is California is like a time suck. There's no, you know, and it's not, it's, it's you know, a lot of it comes down to seasons. When you don't have seasons, it's, or she, they said California is a time melt. Time just melts, you know what I mean? Like July is not that different from January. So you're like, you know, you don't feel the effects of time. You don't structure yourself. It's just like every day, every, every day could be uh, like the summer. So it's like, it's almost like a play, a play thing. I don't know. Which is really good, which is a, it's a good thing if you can withstand that. Um, so, uh, do you have any notes? Uh, what are we What are we talking about today? First, um, well, we we're going to talk about Stranger Things. We watched the whole. You know, we I don't think we even talked about the first go around, and then they put out two long episodes to finish off the season. So we're going to discuss all that. Um, we're going to talk about Elvis. We both saw the movie Elvis, and I'm dying to talk to somebody about this. So I'm very excited to do that. Um, and then we, we're going to talk about, um, sort of talk about Spiderhead, which is the movie on Netflix with Chris Hemsworth and Miles Teller. And then, uh, some, you know, with that, we'll go into some TV stuff. And I guess we could probably start off by just, you wanted to talk a little NBA, you said, so we could actually do your notes because I don't have any, we could probably just jump into some NBA stuff as a note. I guess my only note was that, you know, the uh, hot dog, the annual hot dog eating contest uh, in Coney Island that we love to watch um, every year, although you did say you forgot about it. It uh, did. Premiered, uh, I guess, July 4th, normal time, noon, uh, 9 a.m. here. And uh, it was a little underwhelming yeah, the over-under over was 74 
0.5 hot dogs, and it didn't even come close to that. Yeah, I was going to ask, did you bet the under? Because you were right. You said, I think the under is a good bet. You're absolutely right. And I, I, I was so running around doing other stuff, I forgot that it was happening, uh, that I didn't I, – I thought that was a great call by you. Yeah, as soon as I saw that he was injured, I was like, okay, well, so uh, he's going to not be able to move as much because most of the time when he's eating, like, he moves his whole body, like, jumps around to clear his whatever the hell he's doing. I don't know what the master is doing, Joey Chestnut, uh, but he ended up winning with 65 hot dogs in 10 minutes and buns. Uh, as they say. Um, but uh, he, I think last year it was like 72 or something. Yeah, yeah something like that. And they thought he was going to beat it this year, but he did not. Um, but it's always fun to watch. See, um, that's, where I, I, that's where you're going to, I'm going to disagree with you. And this is probably going to be a uh, theme for me in this, this episode. I, I, I'm finding it tired. I'm tired of it. Um, they need to. They need some. Something needs to change. You can't just watch Joey Chestnut because I don't actually like watching the contest. I just like everything the whole pomp and circumstance around it. The contest is disgusting. Um, but so I mean, and, and there's nothing you can do to change what it looks like when people eat hot dogs like that, right? So you can't change that. But the whole, the whole uh, pageantry of it needs a little bit of a shakeup. I think they just need they need some. You know, a, look, I love the guy who runs it because he's got, you know, he's very into it. He, um, he's kind of, you know, he's managed to change with the times. Like he'll, he does, like some hip hop shit in there. Yeah. But the fact that they well, him and the guy, him and the guy who always drinks like uh, they always have the lemonade contest beforehand. Yeah. The, the, the how who can drink a gallon of lemonade fastest? Uh, and this, uh, I forgot what his name is. He's kind of Booker a T, heavier black guy. Yeah, Booker. Yeah, he's also a rapper. Yeah, and they, they had a music video. They had a music video on this uh, to open it up. And he was rapping. Um, but they do that every year now. That's one of those things I think yeah. is getting tired. Like, I, 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 I look, I'm all for the tradition. You shouldn't change it, like, too much. But just, I don't know. It, it's just become, like, a little, it's just a little too redundant for me at this point. I mean, I will watch it still. What's going on? I, I, what are you doing? I'm just cleaning a fan out while we're talking. It's keeping me level-headed. Just cleaning a fan. Yeah, I'm cleaning a fan. Like there's dust in in the fan, so I'm using a tissue to pull out the dust. I mean, why does it bother you? I don't know. I didn't know what you were doing there. You're. I was like, I don't know how you do that and actually like think of. Uh, well, this is how I think. I just shuts off one side of my brain so that I can use the other. Do you know about your left and your right side of your brain? No, I don't. Well, this is why most people come up with good ideas when they're either in the shower or they're driving. It's because they're exercising the part of their, the one side of their brain that allows their other side to open up and be more creative. 
Okay. You really not know about this stuff? Sure. I mean, I'm not doing it for that purpose, but I, I catch myself doing it. So. What would you do to like uh, spice up the contest? That's a great question. Um, How about I, every been, every plate of hot dogs? There's one like really spicy one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing is, I don't think you should change the contest itself. I think you need to change the pageantry around the contest. So, like, the first thing they need to do is they need. I mean, look, you can't avoid the fact that there's only one guy who can do this, right? Like that's that's their biggest problem, because all of this is all of this is like fixed if you have at least two people who can sort of do this. So the biggest thing that they need to do is they need new talent. They need like they need new contestants. How are they going to do that? I don't know. Um, I mean, if I was them, I'd find like I'd try to train somebody to do it. You know what I mean? I'd put some money into somebody and train them, you know, or, or something, create some kind of manufactured hot dog eating person. We need to send some uh, hot dog scouts out. Well, I don't even think you're going to find somebody. I think like, you're, you're going to make hustle, the hustle too with that. There's nothing interesting about the other um, 11 or whatever, nine contestants. It's just, they're just there. And it used to be that with like when they got introduced, they had like these crazy like introductions and all that. Even that part is kind of gone. It's just kind of I mean, I, I you gotta be feeling it now. Like I, I I remember before like I started looking more forward to the cornhole tournament after the hot dog contest than I was the hot dog contest. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but again, this is a theme you're going to hear from me throughout the entire uh, episode that I'm I'm finding things tired. So okay, so I'm excited to ask you about Stranger Things. Um, so <laughs> what? Uh, so do you want to say anything about your Nets and what they're doing in free agents? Well, first of all, let's not really call me a Nets fan. Like I, I. I I, I mean, if I'm going to root for a team, but I'm more just an NBA fan than I am a team fan. I think that um, I'm actually happy with what they're doing. Blowing it up? Yeah, I, I fucking hate all those guys. I hated Harden, I hate Kyrie, and I hate Durant. So, like, I haven't, I haven't been able to watch the team for, like, two years. Um, I mean, I didn't like them before they got there. I certainly don't like them now. I think Durant is a real piece of work that this guy you know everybody first of all this is what you get though when you decide to go like hey you know what we're just going to let our players run everything this is where you wind up so uh i don't know i don't think they're going to wind up training durant i think they want too much i don't know if you saw the package they wanted from minnesota they wanted like anthony edwards and um carl anthony downs and like four yeah yeah it was like there's just no way. Um, well, Rudy Gobert trade like fucked all this up. Yep. Like the the amount of uh, 
you know, picks that were given in that trade, like totally screwed up this thing because now they're like, well, Durant obviously should get more than what that trade was. And they got, I don't know what you thought of that trade, but I mean, I thought it was an abomination. They just <laughs> gave up so much for, uh, I don't get Rudy Gobert. Like, I just don't, I don't like it. I don't, uh, I, I, I don't like Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Um, so I didn't get that, but I mean, look, you, you know, the big thing is, and the reason we were talking about this is because, you know, that he said he wants to go to the Suns and you're like, you like really want Durant to go to the Suns. And if I was you, I wouldn't want Durant to go to the Suns. I definitely want him to go to the Suns. And, uh, the only thing is like, I, I hate that they're going to have to give up like a lot of the young guys that basically they were like the best team in the league last year and during the regular season. Yep. Um, and they, they just had something clicking like their whole, everybody was on the same page. They were, they're young. They're like, everybody's like hustling their ass off on all every play. And now they're just going to blow it up. You know, they're going to give up so much to get Durant. That's one of the reasons I don't want him to get it. But then you, how can you not want Durant on your team? He's a big baby and he's like a, he's a cancer because everywhere he goes, he like is malcontent and has problems. Like he's a head case. He gets hurt a lot. Yeah. Uh, Durant, Booker and uh, Chris Paul. That's a pretty good three. Um, okay. So let's talk about that. Cause that's one of the things like, so, <laughs> if you do that, for I'm not I I don't know I don't know where we're at with Chris Paul. I know I I think it might be time to start really looking at whether or not Chris Paul is is uh, really like I mean he it it yeah, seems to be he got burned he's on the other end. What's that? Yeah, yeah he's good on the other end, but they also burned him out. By the time they got. To the playoffs. I mean, he was he was also like hurt for like a, over a month. Like he didn't play for over a month. Broke a hand or whatever. Um, he was he was horrific in that series. Yeah, he was bad. Um, in the series before, he was like insane. Uh, he saved him. You know, he saved yeah. him in that last series. But that's the thing. The whole team was terrible. The both series. So I don't know what to do here. I I don't. If I was, I I don't know. So like. Okay, so you're saying it would be awesome to have Durant, Booker, and Paul. So now you've got Paul, an aging point guard who may or may not be, you know, who knows? Like, okay, but what's, what's he do well? He, he drives and dishes, right? He's, he's a, he sets up playmakers. You've got Durant and Booker who are both – Booker will go to the hole, but Booker's more of a – he's more of a shooter. Durant's definitely just an outside shooter now. So like, I I don't know. I don't I don't. You're not creating very much. Um, I mean, you know, like you're you're become almost one dimensional with that. If you ask me, you just got two guys that can score from outside. I don't know. I think their team would be pretty strong. And then you lose Aiton, so you don't have you don't have any big man in the middle. You would lose probably Mikael Bridges, who, as you and I argued. Uh, May or may not be that good. 
I love that guy. I know you love that guy, but you didn't have much to say when they sent you his playoff stats because the guy stunk in the playoffs last year. He stunk. Okay. Well, he does a lot more than that. That's what you said, but then I show you his whole playoff line and the average just what like around 12 points, four assists, and like six rebounds. I mean, I, I don't know. He's not the main focal point of their offense. But he's a he's a max player. <laughs> Yes. So, I mean, so I, I don't know. You can keep giving, look, I'll keep giving you questions and you can keep giving me the excuses. But the, the point is, it's like at some point it's got to add up to, to, to something more than you got that, that series. Okay. The one, uh, you know, whatever comes out of this, I still think they'll end up getting them uh, at some point. It's going to have to be a three team deal, is what I'm hearing. Uh, but, like, what I like about this whole thing is like for the longest time, like no one wanted to go to this. <laughs> oh, this is what it is. Okay. This makes sense. Okay. You know, like no one, they couldn't get anyone to go there. Like all these players, like, you know, like um, Eric Bledsoe and, you know, when they had that squad and like, like no one, they couldn't get anyone to go there to play with like these people in their primes. Not that Eric Bledsoe is like, an amazing player, but just to get a team, to build a team, any sort of team. But now with this whole, you know, Kevin Durant wants to go play for the Suns, you know, maybe this is a turning point where people actually want to go there and play and might, even if they don't get Durant in the future, they might, you know, might be a destination for someone that wants to go play with Devin Booker and, uh, you know, their squad over there. We'll see. I just like that they're in the conversations now. Whereas I have a this time they no one their owner, no one wanted to be there with the owner. The, now the owner might be getting out of there. Um, there's a lot of things that are changing. They're changing their organization for the good. Um, you know, I don't know. I have a friend who used to say this all the time when people would say things like that. You go, you're such a cute kid. Like, like the fact that you think that there's a good culture around your organization at the moment is 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 it's gaining momentum. He's finally the owner's finally spending money. I mean, I don't think he's ever given a no. Well, I don't. I don't know if he's finally spending money because things have. There's a reason that there's a roster spot because he didn't want to pay, uh, you know, the first the first pick of the draft from three years ago, and so now I, I don't know. Well, I would not give Aiden a max contract. I don't think he's a max player. Okay, he's good, but he's he's terrible at defense. For what he is, he should be fucking clogging that center and not letting anyone buy him. But for some reason, people just like can maneuver around him, and like he should be like dominating that inside. Okay. Well, now that aside, let's just say this: let's not let's not like start calling Phoenix a destination yet until all this stuff about Sarver comes out. Right? There's about to be a bombshell like story about this guy being uh, like a horrible racist or something, or who knows? I mean, they already dropped that. 
Uh, yeah, but they haven't dropped. They, they just dropped that they're something dropping. They haven't dropped it. So let's see. Let's see how that all plays out before we decide to say that this is a destiny. This is like, this is like after you found out that maybe Donald Sterling was, um, you know, uh, a, a dick. That all of a sudden that was that culture was turned around when it wasn't. Yeah. Remember, they had to like. They almost canceled playoff series because that, they were like, we're not going to play for this guy. And then they just threw jerseys in the middle of the court. But whatever. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right. That's good. We'll see what happens in the next few days. Apparently things are happening. DeAndre might get signed to an offer sheet this weekend with Indiana. So Suns might be doing a sign-in trade or something. But we'll see. We'll see what goes on. They don't even want him, the Nets. Right. They've already said, like, they, they don't. Well, that's why it's not going to work. That's why you need a third team. Yeah. But if, Suns, if I were the Suns, I would give up a bunch of picks. Like, there's so no who, wants, who wants your picks? You're like, if you're going to be a playoff team, why do I want, why do I want, um, like, four first round picks that are in like the late 20s you know what i'm saying uh doesn't matter it's it it it, this whole the nba is a mess with this where you you know what are actually doesn't even matter because durant's got four years left on his contract so okay that was another thing i wanted to say it's like like there's no point to contracts anymore no you're that's right that's what you're right you could just like you sign, like, basically a no-trade – well, not a no-trade, but, like, a deal that's solid for four years um, where he's not, he doesn't have, like, an out or anything. Um, and then he could just go to the owner and say, trade me or I'm not playing. True. It's like, why do we even have contracts? You're right. It's like Wayne's World. What is this guy talking about contracts? <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. So that's uh, that's a whole another story. But uh, all right. So uh, I'm sure people are bored with that conversation, but I liked it. Uh, Good. So I guess we can start with Elvis. Okay. Great, because I've been wanting to talk about this movie. I saw it yesterday, and um, I'm like, I I wasn't gonna see it. I, you know, my over under on movies to go to the theater this summer were five. I've now gone three times. How many have you gone? Uh, I saw Top Gun and Elvis. But I only saw Top Gun and Elvis. I saw Top Gun twice. Uh, so I've really only gone to two movies, but that's three movies. Theater I'm going to see four on Monday, probably, since you don't want to go. Uh, well, all right, so wait, real quick, let's talk about that real quick. The reason I don't want to see Thor is I've been thinking a lot about it, and I'm probably going to see it, but I have never been in on this Marvel thing. Like, I am, I am, I am, like, if I'm going to break down and be completely honest with myself, I have been just staying with the Marvel movies to, to like be in the conversation more than like I enjoy going and watching them. It's just not my thing. Um, so you're more 
Star Wars universe than Marvel universe. Well, I am, except that the Star Wars stuff sucks so bad. It's like I'm not really either, you know. Um, but I, I also understand, like, you know, I, if I care about movies and this, all right, so this is good. This is like a little conundrum I've got. Like, if I care about movies, I should want to go see these movies, right? Like, I want to talk about movies. I want to, like, I want to connect, like, my nephews, like, Marvel stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I like being in the know. When I work on stuff, all the all the younger people of all, they all know, like, all the Marvel stuff. So, like, I want to be in, you know, I want to be able to, like, have conversations about this because there's nothing that's more of a turnoff than somebody who's just like, yeah, I don't like the thing that everybody likes. Like, yeah. you know, it's fun to know that person. It's not fun to hang out with that person. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, but like, at the same time, you know, I, I don't, I don't love, like, I, I, there's nothing. I really liked the end game, uh, end game and, uh, that whole thing. Um, that worked, but but everything else is pretty much you know. And I like Spider Man, the last Spider Man. But everything else is just it, it, it's just it's the same thing over and over and over again. And um, I'm just kind of it, it, it. There has to be something fresh to get me to go right. So when Ragnarok came out, let me guess. Was, let me guess. You're tired. You're getting tired. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's what I just said. Yeah. So, like, when Ragnarok came out, I was like, all right, cool. This is, like, a refresh, t- fresh take on it. So, I, like, really liked it. But I got to be honest. Like, the Taika White, like, how many, that, that's a one note, that's a one, like, one note trick, one trick note, whatever that phrase is. Like, I don't know if I want to sit through another two hours of uh, Taika Waititi eye rolling during an Avengers movie. I just, I'm not sure that's what I want to do. Seems a little boring to me. What about Christian Bale as the bad guy? That he looks cool, and I'm, I'd be into that. But I just don't think that's going to be enough of the story. I think it's going to be from everything that I've heard and read about it that it is just nonstop Taika Waititi eye rolling joke. And as much as I liked his stuff. Some of that is is just becoming very repetitive, you know. Like his sense of humor and everything. It's like like I have been having trouble with our flag means death because to me it seems like the same sort of thing again. Okay. So, so I don't know. You're not you're not going to watch what we do in the shadows. <laughs> Come on. I'm not. I I haven't even gotten through the second season of that yet. Uh, that's just right. I know this is the fourth season. I, I I'm sure that it is, but like I really like the movie. I I don't know, and I like uh, and I and I like that. That's that sense of humor is up my alley. It's just um, I just feel like now we're gonna see what we do in the shadows in the Marvel universe. Now we're gonna see it in whatever he does after that. You know, it's like. It's like, you know, he directed a Star Wars episode uh, or an episode of The Mandalorian. It was probably one of the best episodes. But again, half of what made it good was a couple guys sitting around making jokes. You know what I mean? Like the same thing. Now, this happens with everything, right? Like I think about 
how much we used to love like Will Ferrell comedies, right? At some point that became, he was putting out one or two movies a year where he's playing the same note. And it was like, dude, I can't do this anymore. Now I look back fondly on those and be like, man, those were really funny. But at some point, just need to, to mix it up a little. All right, well, I'll give you my review uh, next week. Or maybe I'll go with you. We'll see. I'm not ruling anything out. <laughs> All right. Well, so we went, you went to see Elvis. Yeah. Uh, Baz Luhrmann's uh, Elvis epic. I felt like uh, Entourage, where they uh, sat down to watch, uh, I think it was Medellin or whatever the Billy Walsh one was. And like he said, sit back. This is four hours. This is my motherfucking deer hunter. Yeah. Um, that's what I felt about this movie. It's very long. But what are your thoughts, your initial thoughts on Elvis? All right. So, yes, it is. It's very long. And the thing that's disappointing about it being long is that it doesn't cover, it's not very layered. Um, my, so my initial thoughts, I, I, I didn't want to see it. And then I heard it was pretty good from people I, who I trust. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go see it. Um, I was really excited to see it because, uh, and the thing that I thought was the best part of it is the guy who plays Elvis, this Austin Butler, uh, is fucking good. And he's, he's like a movie star. Like that, it, I think it's cool to go watch um, somebody becoming a movie star, like happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he's just, he, he like, he looks like um, he's very captivating. He's charismatic. He's charismatic, and he, um, and he like, like goes for it. It's not like just him sitting around like puffy face looking, you know, like Elvis. Like he like goes for it, and 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 I just was like so impressed with that guy. Um, so that's my like my my the thing I took away the most. The thing, um, and I liked it. I did like it. I didn't love it. Um, I wish that Baz Luhrmann co-directed this with somebody else. <laughs> okay. So, like, the big set pieces, the big, you know, performances, all that was shot so well, and it looked great, and... You know, like, as always, his, like, set design is, like, incredible and art and all that. But there's just no layer below the surface to any of this. And it's, like, for a movie to be two hours and 40 minutes of surface is tough. Like, you know, like, you're like, oh, well, we're going to go through his whole life. But we, we sort of do, but we just skim over so much and then... Yeah, and then it, it dwell it, it it lands in like two or three places and stays there, um, which could be okay, except that we're not really getting very deep with it. You know, there's not this deep like it's yeah, such an most, interesting story. Yeah, most of the story in this movie is basically your typical biopic like problem where 
the manager is trying to, or or the the star is getting taken advantage of by the people that manage him, and like, and like, you know, the people around him, which is not anything new to to add to anything. I think that's one of the main reasons. Like, I thought they should have focused more on. I mean, obviously, he didn't write that much. Because um, uh, I would have liked to see more of how he came up with the songs. A lot of them were taken from other people. Um, I loved all the the Beale Street stuff. Like every time he went over there, and they introduced like BB King and and Little Richard, and like just getting how he like fell in love with that music um, and how it shaped him to be who he was. Um, there's like one shot where he comes back to Beale Street and like he's like a major star and like he pulls up with the car and there's just so many extras and he like gets out and the camera's like all the way up showing the entire street of people like swarming over to him and uh, he's trying to make his way into the bar and then he has the whole heart to heart conversation with BB uh, King about how like they're trying to put him in jail and like he like they're like dude that's never gonna stick but uh i loved all that stuff um just how what his musical influences were that shaped him um but yeah you're right it was very surface they should have went deeper into that stuff like i would have liked to have seen how he took that because it goes from that to like performance and you're like, oh, okay, well, I would like to see that middle part, how he shaped it to make it his, his own thing. Um, but I did think the performance was really good. Um, what did you think of Tom Hanks? Wait, I want to go back to that Beale Street stuff. Um, yeah, I thought that was a great scene too. Uh, you know, I thought that stuff was, I'm with you, that was some of the best stuff. Uh, amazing how easy it was for him to find a parking spot. Um, I, I totally thought that. Like, I, I don't know how you fix that. I don't know how you fix that in movies. Like, you don't want to see somebody driving around looking for parking. But like, at the like, same time, there's like there's like a thousand people out in the street, and like there's an opening spot right in front of the park place. Yeah, right, where you can park his cat his pink Cadillac without anybody messing with it or anything. Um, yeah, convertible. Um, and the other thing to go with that is I had read um, a review uh, and they were saying that was one of their biggest criticisms was that his influence was, some of that was his influence, but he was also heavily influenced by rock and roll and by country music and that they were only telling one, you know, that it wasn't, he didn't have this love for just that. That was just the story they wanted to tell. Well, the beginning part, you know, he was all about country music. Yeah, but you don't see him going to his country music roots the way you see him going to, you know, like there's a reason. It's manipulative. I'm fine with it because I'm with you. I thought that was super, that was like the most interesting stuff in here. Uh, your question about Tom Hanks, I, I actually haven't reconciled with how I feel that because I had, I I had preconceived dislike for this, this role. I don't even mean the character because obviously the character is not the way we're written for, but like I had, um, 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to like him coming in because I don't like when you take a guy like Tom Hanks, you put him in a fat suit and give him an accent when you could just hire somebody. Like I get it; it's not Tom well, Hanks. But this... not have him in a fat suit. Why does yeah. everything have to be like, like extreme? I mean, I get if the guy's like five hundred pounds or four hundred pounds, that's a little different. And you're putting Tom Hanks, who's like under two hundred, but like. He wasn't that much. Not yeah, that I saw pictures after too. You're right. You're right. I felt like, you know, it's sometimes if you have a big star like that, it takes you out of the movie because you're like, oh my God, he's in a fat suit. Um, you could just have him be the character, just not have the look that, uh, you know, this fat suit, don't, you know, and, uh, you know, get the same performance. Like maybe that was for him. Maybe he wanted it. I don't know. But you That's can get a great the, call. We can get the same performance, and then we don't have to like every time he comes on screen, like look for uh, how his makeup is. You know, you know that, that's a really good call. I didn't think about any of that, and I think that's a great. That's a great call. Um, again, it's another thing with his character where I would have liked to have known a little bit more. You know, like when they expose him for the fraud that he is and everything, like I'd like to have known a little bit. It, it, it doesn't go much deeper than, you know. No, in the and, beginning, they say that he, he like, he was in the very beginning of the movie, they say that he like took 50% or something of what Elvis made, but then they don't really show you during the movie him actually taking the 50 percent like you don't you don't ever see what's in the contracts or someone looking at the contract and saying hey this guy screwed you yeah no you're right you're right like uh you know you're just supposed to kind of say oh this guy's fucking him over Uh, yeah so he's kind of like a so that's the thing is like he's what was the last biopic we saw that we were talking about this where some of the people are cartoon characters and some of the people are the are acting like the real person. Like you're watching this Elton John one. I don't know. No, no, it wasn't a music one. It's something we, it's something we talked about within the last like month. Uh, one of our last two podcasts. We're talking about. I'll, I'll figure it out. But like, you're watching this kid really like nail Elvis. Like you're believing you're watching Elvis, right? And then when you go to him, you're watching somebody. Like you just said, somebody in a fat suit, and it's very distracting. Um, also, so let, yeah. me, let me ask you a question. Another question. Why did they make the mom so, like, weirdly sexual towards her son? Did you pick that up? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know if that's really what they're – it was weird. Was it maybe how they acted or, I mean, it, it felt really like like that they were, like, going to hook up at some point. Very Manchurian candidate. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. That was, that was a little strange. Um, but I don't know. I, the ending was – I liked when they transitioned to the real – final uh yep. performance that was cool i actually watched that on youtube after after i that. did too 
I watched a couple of those things uh, last night after I watched it. Yeah. Because I thought the performance stuff was just so good. I thought it was so well done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as you said, like this guy is, uh, he's going to be in a lot more things. Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm curious to see what his next, I mean, I'm sure the next movie that comes out is going to be some crap he did like a year ago, you know, or whatever that, you know, but. Yeah, the one he took because he couldn't get any work. Yeah, so I'm I'm curious to see what his next decision is because I think this guy should have a, a pretty good pick, and I, I'm curious to see if he goes like, um, you know, like well, well, the DiCaprio route of just choosing good directors and good scripts, or if he goes, you know, the Marvel route and just becomes like, I don't know, uh, Captain Marvel Junior or whatever the the character is that Elvis likes so much. Um, all right. You have anything else to uh, add to Elvis? No, I thought that was a pretty good. I, I just, overall, did you like it? Yeah, I did like it. I thought it was like, it's, like a, it's a, it's a worthwhile watch. I think. Yeah. It felt long. It feels long yeah. while you're, you're watching it in the theater. Um, but, uh, it was very visually nice. And, uh, Except for some of those uh, those spinning shots, uh, got me a little uh, nauseous. Um, but uh, it was visually nice, you know. the The performance was great, and the music's obviously good. So, well, this is why I wish it was. Yeah, I wish it was co-directed between him and like uh, somebody who wanted to do a character study, and then he handles all the visuals. And I'd be psyched about this movie. Um. All right, the other movie we'll just we'll just go into real quick with Spiderhead. Hi, Spider. Spiderhead uh, is a movie on Netflix that stars Miles Teller and Chris Hemsworth. Um, it's about a uh, prison that I guess prisoners that are offered rehabilitation if they go to a like a mental not a mental like a a study. Um, for a specific drug that's going to try to take uh, evil out of people, I guess. Is that what it is? I don't know. I stopped watching it. Yeah. I stopped watching uh, this after 30 minutes. Yeah, so I, I, I made it about 45 to an hour, and then I just kind of fast-forwarded to see the ending. Um, like, I mean, I, I watched it, but I watched it, like, I, I just kept skipping 10 seconds ahead because it was so stupid. Um it's it's all the opposite. I mean, it's just so dumb. And for well, the big thing about this, and the reason I even watched it is, it's directed by the guy that directed Top Gun. So I was like, oh yeah, Kaczynski or whatever. So like, I was like, all right, I want to see what this guy is made of outside of uh, Maverick, Top Gun Maverick. And it's like, whoa. First this whole movie like built around like giving having people. People have sex. Yeah, it was that was so gross. Yeah, um, they, they put the two guys in there, and the, and he's like, no, <laughs> and that was great. Um, but yeah, that movie. It's like I was like, what is the point of this movie? I can't, like, I can't even watch this. There's nothing original about it, and it all. I mean, it had to have been shot, I guess, during the pandemic. They're probably like, oh, this is a good pandemic script because it only all takes place inside this one location the whole time. Yeah. Um, 
And, uh, but it's a really boring location. And, you know, if you've been like a lot of America and you're going back and forth on Miles Teller, this one might just tip you over on the not liking Miles Teller. He was almost Elvis. Yeah. Oh, there's a couple people who were almost Elvis. Yeah. But he was like one of the finalists. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He seems to be the name in everything. And I don't, I don't know if I get it at this point. Like, was he good in Top Gun? Yes. Was he doing anything special in Top Gun? No. Uh, All I do is tell people to go watch The Offer. And then you'll know what well, you need to know. People like, the, people like The Offer. I don't get it. The Offer is one of the worst shit TV shows ever made, but I watched every episode. I got, I've got one left. So I watched Spiderhead. I, I turn off Spiderhead 30 minutes in, but I watched 10 episodes of The Offer. Uh, but uh, the other thing, the other reason I wanted to watch this movie is because I like Journey Smollett. I think she's good. Um, but she, I mean, it's a really pretty shitty role for her. Um, I mean, since you didn't, I won't. Well, whatever. It's not even. I don't. I'm like, I won't spoil it for you. But there's nothing to spoil. It's like, basically, what happens is they give these people a drug that makes them feel really good. Yeah. And then yeah. they give them a drug that makes them feel like really awful. And they have to like administer it to each other. And, you know, you can see it coming a mile away that he's miles teller who's in love with journey or has his feelings for journey. Smollett is going to have to administer her this horrible drug. And, you know, turns out that the guy running it is really a bad guy. Big shocker. And one of the worst acting Never performances. Have what? Never have guessed. And one of the worst acting performances ever, Chris Hemsworth. I mean, yeah, like they, for some reason, they keep putting Chris, Hem, Chris Hemsworth in roles that you don't believe. Like, was it Black Hat? Yep. Like, they put him in that, and it was like a weird character for him. Now he's playing a scientist. Um, Is it? Is it the character or is it the accent? Like, what do you think? Is it all of it? It's probably a little bit of all of it. Is he just, is he, because so the, one of the things that, that put this on my radar is I was here, I was listening to people uh, argue about who's like, who's a big movie star and who has made good decisions as a, as a movie star. And somebody brought him up and they were like, has he though? And they're like, dude, everything the guy makes makes a lot of money. And they're like, yeah, but is it Marvel. good? Because outside of Thor, what is he? You know, what is he really? You know, um, you have to have it in the you have have to it in the woods. Let me pull him up. Go ahead. You have to say Dwayne Johnson in that. Well, yeah, of course. He's he's the biggest. It's, he's number one. No, but they were trying to think of other people. You know, like that's an obvious one. But like, is there really like? Um, like somebody had brought him up and they were like, oh, that's interesting because he would not have been early on my my list. And um, if you go over his credits, let's see. Because we like doing that on this show. Uh, just for movies, let's see. He, da, 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 da. Oh, he was, he was the older, uh, he was Captain Kirk's dad in Star Trek. Okay. Um, Thor's is breakout, right? So he's Thor. Cabin in the Woods is the same year as Thor. Cabin in the Woods 
is a, an awesome movie. Yeah, and he's good in it. Yeah. So like right there, he's kind of boom up. Still waiting. The Huntsman. I I never got into that, but I guess that did pretty well. The remake of Red Dawn. He's just perfect for Rush. Rush was a good movie. Um, then you got the follow up to Thor, Black Hat, um, which we were just talking about, which is problematic. Um, and then it's you know sequels. It's another Avengers, uh, the, another Huntsman. Vacation is, is a bit part. Ghostbusters bit part. Um, Doctor Strange, Thor. I don't know what Twelve Strong is. Uh, that was a major part. That wasn't a bit part. What? The Ghostbusters movie. Oh, it's a character. He's not. Come on. Right, I understand what you're saying. It's not the lead. He's not carrying that movie. So and yeah, the rest is basically all. Oh, then then in black, which didn't. Um, you know, yeah, that didn't work. Uh, but it made money, and then um, and then you got the Jane Silent Bob reboot. Which, by the way, did you see the Clerks Three trailer? Yeah, it looks good. Um, so yeah, that's the uh, that's kind of the. So I don't know. It's interesting. It, I don't I don't know about him. I don't know. All right, we don't know about him, but. You froze. Hello? You just froze. Yeah, I was saying um, you did too. Uh, Miles Teller, we're, we're out though, right? I don't know. He makes, he's, he, you know, if you're going to have that conversation of people who make decisions, he doesn't make great decisions. But every now and then. He doesn't, but he gets, he gets a lot of good parts though. Yeah, that's what I'm Miles saying. Teller. Yeah. Uh, just let's going over him. I mean, this is this is interesting because this is these are polarizing people right now. Um, like this is like the new Hollywood people. So let's see. Uh, outside of the offer, or whatever. But before that, what's his what's his breakout? Footloose. He's the uh, uh, project. He's... Yeah, Project X. His one was that movie, that independent movie with the. Uh... Was it Chaley Woodley? Was Spectacular that? Now. Yeah. All right. So then he fought. Yeah. So this is like a good start to. Then he goes in a whiplash. You're like, oh, this is the guy. Yeah, then the Divergent movies, which nobody cares about. Uh, the Fantastic Four debacle. War Dogs was pretty good. And he's pretty good in that. The lead for this, I never saw. Um, thank you for your service, which was kind of a dud for, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. Um, Top Gun, boom, and then Spiderhead, and now he's, yeah, I, I don't know. He's up and down, man. He's not gonna go away anytime soon. No, and then he's partying with uh, Aaron Rodgers out in the wild with Shailene Woodley, and everybody hates him for that too. And he's supposedly not. He's supposedly not really be a nice guy. I didn't know about that. Yeah, he's got a really bad reputation of being kind of a dick. Speaking of uh, being kind of a dick, and this will transition us to uh, Stranger Things. Um, have you heard this whole Doja Cat thing? Yeah, I just I, right before we did this, I just watched the video of her like calling out Will. Yeah. So uh, 
she like hit up the guy playing Will um, to try to get information on uh, the guy playing Eddie in Stranger Things. She wanted to find out what his deal is. Slide into his DMs as the young kids say. Um, and so like she she was communicating him back forth and he just decided to like release all those screenshots of their conversation thinking it was hilarious and then she came out and was like that's fucked up you're like like sharing private messages to everyone uh you know and she was like first you know in the video she starts it off by saying the kid's young he's making dumb mistakes but still that's kind of like fucked up that you would take like private messages and, you know, share it to the world. Um, yeah, celebrity problems. <laughs> <laughs> um, but nothing in the, like nothing in the, in the text and stuff like was bad, you know, some, anything that would damage her. I mean, she asked if he had a girlfriend and, and shit before she did it. And, I don't even know if they connected after that, but I'm sure they did. But, uh, yeah, it was like, now there's a whole controversy with this guy. And he's like the worst character on Stranger Things. Yeah, that's, uh, I was going to say, let's just go right into that, because that is the thing that so he is so hard to watch on that show. They, like, really, they, like, really... So, for some reason in Stranger Things, they decided to still dress him exactly the same as, like, in season one and keep the same haircut... But now he's got like a must. He's like growing a mustache and has like, his fully hit puberty. It's like, his his outfits are three quarter sleeves when they're supposed to be full. I mean, he doesn't really have a mustache. But I'm just saying, like, it's it's super awkward to watch him. But you you don't even understand like his character now and what like they're alluding at things. He's crying all the time. He's hugging everybody with with like uncontrollable sud. Sobness, is that a word? Sobness, also be it'd be sadness, sobbing. So you'd be sobbing from sadness. But he's always sobbing on someone's shoulder. Different characters throughout the show. You obviously see that he has feelings for uh, Mike. Is it Mike? Yeah, Mike. Yeah. Uh, there's something going on there, uh, but they never like say anything like everyone else is like coming out on the show and like everybody's character is like developing more but for some reason this character they don't they are trying to give the audience like hey you guys figure out what's going on with this guy i was like i don't want to you tell us what's going because <laughs> this is fucking weird this guy's every time he's on camera he's like such a sorry sad sack um he offers nothing really well, he's a kind of guy. I hate to, to do it because he's a young kid, but he's, he's an awful actor, too. It's like... Yeah, it, but, his, but his character offers nothing to the story. I know. You would take, like if you take him out of the whole thing, like, what... How is he missed? But you have to keep him because he's the original story. Right. Uh, but he's when he acts... Good job, I'm saying. It's like, it's like community theater. Yeah. Like when he's, you know, it's bad. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, he's the he is the main 
it's just he's just he's a you remember i was saying like you're a real bad time if you hate everything he's like a real bad time no matter no matter what he's yeah, like man. way too emotional yeah it's like i don't even know how he has friends <laughs> so like these guys would be like nah i don't want to hang out with you today <laughs> I'd rather hang out with the guys who play dungeons and dragons they seem more fun um but so we're getting into the end of Stranger Things. We got one more season. This is setting up. There was a reveal in it to, to who the bad guy was and how it fit into the storyline uh, from all the way back uh, to Eleven's uh, backstory. Um, there was a lot of uh, a lot of cool things with that. I thought I liked all the the flashbacks to the to what happened to her. We got we got filled in there. There was like, let me just say before we start getting into this, is that I never know, remember anything that happens in Stranger Things. Do yeah, you, me neither. Like for no. the season before, I'm like, I don't want to watch the whole season again, but I can't tell you like what happened last season. I remember there's a big mall fight with the monster. Yeah, it was in the mall. That's the thing I remember. Uh, and it was like all these neon lights everywhere. But uh, it was good. I remember last season yeah. it was good. But I don't remember the storylines, you know. It's always the same storyline. Yeah. Somebody gets brought into the uh, uh, under, like, you know, there's something coming out that's trying to bring them into the underworld or the upside down world. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's the thing that you realize. None of it matters. The story doesn't matter in this show. It's not very deep. Yeah. The whole thing is like, oh, Hawkins is dead. You know, if we don't do this, I'm like, what about the world? I know they're trying to like condense it into a smaller story and kind of like do a whole Goonies kind of, uh, you know, thing where we'll just save, just trying to save their family and, and their town. Um, but, you know, the characters are still likable. Um, and uh, there's a lot of cool effects, and uh, there's a lot of scary things at, at times. Not scary, but, you know, jump out of your seat scary. But um, I don't know. I thought they did a pretty good job with the bad guy, making him, like, cracking legs and shit. Um, yeah, the whole story with him in Eleven is good. It works. But... Uh, the the episode the last the last episode being two and a half hours was way too much. Like, why not just break have just another episode? Why does it have to be a two and a half hour episode? Why get yeah another episode? yeah that was tough. That was I mean look the the whole I think they probably learned their le- I mean I'm hoping they learned their lesson on this that they don't want to be making two hour episodes for television like people don't want you know. Um, like the last episode of Stranger Things ever could be two hours, and that's fine. But everything else, let's yeah, let's let's make it manageable. Um, there's there's natural cutoff points in every scene. Yeah, you know, it's not like you're like, oh, this can't happen. It's like anything can can get cut off into a new episode. There, there's so many um, the problem with Stranger Things, and it's like the way Stranger Things is set up. It's like who cares? It's like, there's so many holes, there's so many holes in it. 
and Stranger Things knows that there's like holes in it, but they're just like, fuck it, you know. It's like, how do these people get to Russia? You know, it's like. That's the rush thing is, is just. Like all of a sudden they're just there in a plane. Um, you know. The Russia thing is something. Yeah, that was. Uh, the whole escape from the from the compound. Like they wouldn't be able to track the, uh, the car um, that took 11. It's just like, there's just so many things like that. Like, and Stranger Things is like, man, this is just the story I want to tell. You shouldn't focus on how they're going to catch. It's pretty easy pizza car that they can probably figure out where it is. Um, you know, it's like, they just don't care. They're just like, you're just going to have to live with it. And guess what? They can't figure out what the car is. It's fine. And we're like, okay. Right, so, so wait, did you like it or not? I'm not I, I can't tell. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a lot of problems with it, but I I liked uh, I thought it was entertaining. It's it's different than anything that's on TV right now, which is one of the reasons I like it. Um and I hope they make I mean, I think it's time to retire these. It could have ended this season. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, yeah, it, it probably should have. Um what was it going to say? So, all right, I want to go through, because I'm, I'm kind of with you. I feel the same way. Like, I'm like, I think I liked it, but I, I'll tell you, it's, it, to me, it's an easy thing to put on and do something else. You know, I'm not. That's not a good uh, glowing recommendation. Well, that, but there's some TV that's good for that, right? Like, there's some TV that maybe it's, o- it's okay for TV to not be, like, completely riveted. It's not meant to be that way, or maybe it is, but uh, most of our lives, TV has not been riveting where you just put everything down. It was sort of easy to have more in the background. Um, I Okay, I want to go through each faction, each group. So, like, this season they did uh, Eleven and Will and the family moved to um, California. So, you've got that group, which winds up being, I'm just, just it winds up being Will, um, God, I don't even remember everybody's name. Is it Mike? Yeah, Mike. And an 11 and, and um, brother. Yeah, and the brother and his stoner crew. So the stoner crew people are awful. Like that stoner kid's terrible. Like, I, I can't, I mean, I, I get it. You know what I mean? This is for kids. It's for, you know what I mean? It's not for us. So, but it, he, it's just, it's such an, a tired trope. It's like, and what a waste they turned the brother into. Yeah. I mean, he, these people, you're right. Like there's all the original people are just collecting paychecks. They're just there. He gets one scene with Nancy uh, when they're boarding up the house to like actually have like some sort of storyline. And it lasted like three minutes. Right. When they like kind of reconnected and they're like, we're cool. Right. You know, it's like, uh, and, and so of that group of that group, the thing that we're taking out of it is, well, I'll tell you the two things I'm taking out of it. One is that the stoner guy, that's just really annoying. And two is Will being like the buzzkill of all time. The second group is the other kids that stayed. Dustin, um, what's the black kid's name? Uh, exactly. Um, and then 
um, uh, yeah, their whole crew and um, the, the Steve and, and the, uh, the kid's sister. The kid's sister, Steve, Nancy, all of them. Um, uh, what's the name of the, the, the Dungeons and Dragons group? I forget. But yeah, they're the Dungeons and Dragons group and um, Black Kids like bailing the like I like that they like he was like good basketball was like the jocks. They made the jocks a little too mean, sorry. But yeah. they're like doing target practice to come kill kids like all of a sudden. Yeah, I was about to say that. They got a little too I love that everybody was at the the um, surplus store buying weapons. Uh, yeah. And so, like, they all have weapons, easy to buy. That's kind of, like, the joke of the thing. And then, like, all of a sudden, these jocks, and they're still wearing their Letterman jackets. Right. Uh, like, are out for blood. They want to kill people for some reason. Because um, they think they killed his girlfriend. Um, I don't even know why they didn't just say, hey, listen, this is what's going on. You know, yeah. Lucas, well, this is Lucas. This is the, uh, is the Lucas, yeah. So this is the most important. He's another kid that's not really the world's greatest actor. Like when uh, what's her name goes under. All right, so this is kind of this is kind of the heart of the whole thing. This this group, right? This has got the most storylines. Steve, yeah. Steve, they just turned into an awesome character. But I, that's what I think. I don't know about you. Yeah, I like Steve. Um. Then there's Nancy. She has to, I mean, she has to go see somebody about whatever is going on with her body problems because she is so skinny. Uh, it's almost, you know, I, I feel horrible for her. Um, yeah, she's just like, she looks, it's every time she comes on camera with that wig that she's got on, like it just does no, it doesn't do her any justice. Like it just shows how skinny and skeletal she is. Yeah, I feel bad. Um, but you're right. She's got Lucas. shit online about it, you know, and she's probably like, oh, that, yeah. Um, that kid Lucas is, I'm sorry, but he's brutal. Like, you can't give these kids emotional scenes. They're not, you know, uh, like that kid Dustin. You give him a couple yeah. emotional scenes, he's pretty good. He handles them. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah. Uh, this character, Eddie, that everybody loves. Was great. And he's the and he's the little kid that grew up like the worst, like <laughs> you know he went just he just looks weird as an older kid, but he's like the yeah. best actor out of all. You're right. Yeah. Um, and then that girl Max, uh, oh the kid Eddie, uh, everybody likes him. Obviously, we talked about him a little earlier. He's based on Eddie Van Halen. They said um, it's a good character. Yeah. And it's interesting, like, the, his whole story and how it ends for him and everything is good. Um, the kid, Max, her, she's great. I think she's really good. Yeah. The Look, I, I like Kate Bush. I've always liked I've always liked that song. There's two or three other songs I really like by Kate Bush. The phenomenon around it, I think it's great for her, and I, like, cheer it on. But they, they I think that they... Re-edited, yeah, they re-edited those last two episodes to add that song in every scene they could. Yeah, it was that's always, what I think. I don't always, know that it was always in the background. Oh, um, yeah. so there's that. The Ethan, oh, uh, uh, 
what's her name? Hawk, Maya Hawk. I thought I like her. We were having this argument at dinner uh, at Fourth July. Either you don't like her, or somebody else doesn't like her. Oh, yeah, somebody else doesn't like her. Yeah, uh, I like. I her. like her. I th- these are the most progressive kids in 1985. I, you know, like yeah. the fact that they're all okay with like um, gay and and you know like like they're all like, hey man, whatever you're into. I think that's great, but but yeah. then people weren't like that in 1985. It's like when uh, in, in the Queen movie where. He told them he has has AIDS, and they were like, oh, "Fuck it, let's all hug." Yeah, <laughs> they're like, "You're the best. Let's all hug together." <laughs> and that fuck, we we talked about this, but in those times when you had AIDS, no one wanted to be anywhere near you. Yeah, I mean, look, it's awful. It's not. It's not yeah. like, hey, this is this that was good, or yeah. like, let's let's not pretend. Let's not like. You know, there's like multiple uh, interracial relationships happening. Like these were things that were, you know, it just wasn't quite as progressive in. Uh, where were they in Ohio in 1985? Iowa, maybe. Yeah, whatever they are, we should probably know that. Um, but let's just say that that things weren't quite that progressive back then. Yeah. Um. So it's it it. it always takes me out when shit like that starts happening. I'm like, oh my God, like, he's like, you know, juggling multiple lesbian relationships around him with like, like Steve, with like all girls that he's interested in. He's like, hey, what, you know, that's just the way life is. It's like, I don't know if that's how you would have reacted. You were, you know, you were the kind of the bad guy for, anyway. Uh, and then the third, well, the, the third section is this Russia group. Which is just complete ridiculousness. We don't have to spend too much. When Owen Ryder and uh, Brett Gilman uh, infiltrate uh, David Harbor, well, infiltrate like a a Russian base and break out David Harbor, (laughs) who you know, who looked you know, who pretty much died last season. The whole thing is just. I mean, that's just was. We didn't, oh, we just, that's like, there's a writer in the room who's like, we forgot to include the adults. Let's throw and something every, in Every person that sees David Harbour says he lost weight. But that's what you would do. That's actually the most realistic thing, because he looks, like, way different. Like uh, Aaron's kid saying, everyone keeps noticing my haircut. Um, but, yeah, so... Apparently, he did it for Stranger Things, and he's like, I'm never doing this again. Oh, he looks great. Uh, and then the last group is, of course, Eleven, and she's back in the lab with the uh, the whole thing. And it was kind of tough to follow. Like, you know, you and you and I were discussing following. Um, we own the city and following the timeline. I had some trouble with that in Stranger Things as well. But admittedly, I was doing other things while I was watching it, so it's also my fault. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, of course, you know, when Paul Reiser is like playing his character from, uh, his character from, uh, Aliens, you know that he's a bad guy, but then he turned out to be a good guy. Yeah. I like the Paul Reiser inclusion. I mean, I mean, he was literally the same character as Aliens working for the company and all that stuff. 
but I think that was probably why they hired him. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, this obviously was. Yeah, these guys are obviously fans of the Duffer Brothers. Signed like a big deal, right? With Netflix, they're going to be doing a whole bunch more stuff. It's going to be spinoffs yeah. and stuff. So get ready. Uh, so what did you think of the season, the whole season, in a, in, a, in general? Um, I I thought it was a, it was a good it was a uh, how many hours was it? Probably twelve hours of like background noise uh i just the cgi underworld uh upside down world stuff drives me nuts too um i don't know it was fine i i'm 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 in i want to see how this ends i'm with you i would have ended it this now um i just liked i liked making fun of will every time he was on that's i mean that's literally what we would do while we watched it I liked all those scenes where they like went through the the portal and then they like popped. They like yeah. All of a sudden, well, like, you love a good portal. There's there, you are a sucker for a good portal. I am. I'm a, I'm, I'm a sucker for a good portal. <laughs> what was the movie where the portal was in the in the uh, fireplace? Um, God, something that we That's watched. That Sam Neil. Nah. But anyway, um, any other comments about Stranger Things? Nope. That's I think we I think we covered it pretty well. All right. Well, I had some more things, uh, but we'll just wait till next time to talk oh. about it. What you just want to talk about? What like some TV? I don't know. On here, I had the the bear, which you haven't finished. Uh, I mean, I only Irma watched Vep. the first episode. Irma Vep, you know. The Father of the Bride reboot, which was one of the worst movies. Why are you watching that? Why am I watching that? I don't know. I don't know. I watched it. It was terrible. Uh, but anyway, there's some things. We can talk about it when you've seen some things. And then maybe, may or may not talk about Thor next week. We'll see. Um, uh, I'm trying to see if... Well, I'll get my review, but... Okay. Um, no, I mean, I did. All right. No, I'll wait. Because, yeah, there's some TV stuff. I started The Old Man. But shit was intense. Dude, it is an intense show. It's well, really I good. the pilot, and I'm like, I've, I've, I've done like the pilots of everything. So that's where I'm at. I've started a bunch of stuff. The whole show is intense. Like, every, every episode is like, fucking shit. What the hell is going to happen? I don't like that they. I don't think they should announce that it's picked up for a second season and four episodes in. I was. You know? It was okay. I didn't even know that. Well, like, just don't put that out there because now we are like, oh well, we know that. You have kind of know how this is going to end. Right. Not end. <laughs> or not end. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you. All right. So you're going to hold off on the other stuff. Okay. All right. Well, uh, enjoy your weekend, bud. You too. Maybe I'll see you uh, Sunday at this uh, screening of the Gray Man. They have to tell. They have to tell me if I got in. I guess. Um. All right. Well, chances are probably not. If if it's you know like I you know, but we'll see. You you're you're you may have some more pull than I do. The email just says, thanks for filling out the RSVP. Here's what we received. And then 
I, so I got it first too, and then they were like, "Oh, you're in." Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, we'll talk later. Okay.